What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Raccoon City Radio. I'm your host this week, Andrew Taylor, and with me, I have Alex O'Neill from RationalPassions.com. Alex, it's me. What's up? Hi. Hey. Nothing, man. I'm here. I'm ready to talk about. It's been a few weeks, and it's I'm been ready like to talk a month. Fucking <laughs> Resident Evil Two, baby. Yeah, yeah. We've had a weird month, both of us. Uh, you finishing fair, Kingdom defense, Hearts, and I then almost, you almost died. died. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, <laughs> I have a leg to stand on here. Yeah, I really don't. Honestly, I was Apex Legends is kind of what fucked me up. And then I was you like, home okay, a lot of I'm W's gonna... though. I pulled. Oh, home oh yeah, 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 yeah. None. Yeah. Oh, you have no wins. I mean, I ha- we got a win together. Like that oh, yeah, happened. Um, yeah, yeah. But since then, I have never gotten a win with friends. Wow. Okay, I've gotten sorry three wins with randos twice on Xbox, once on PS4. No wins with friends. I think. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you some more wins. I think I just got to play with you and Van Aken. I got to f- fuck these IP. Dude, nerds. we did that tournament the other night. We yeah. got our asses smoked. That's good because I we were gonna be in the tournament and then we were. I saw that whole exchange. We were forgotten after. about. <laughs> and it's then, fine. Uh, and then our third dropped, and then yeah, whatever. It, yeah, it was. I was having a long it, day anyway. I just needed yeah. to sleep. <laughs> We we got out within like the first hour, so wasn't even. It was fun though. Um, but enough about Apex. More about the spookiness of Resident Evil Two. Um, so this episode, second to last episode before the series wraps up, possibly third to last, because we I I threw out another oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. episode that could be fun. You did yeah we could do a probably forty five minute maybe uh, I don't know who knows I've not we'll, played we'll... have you played the um the stories yet uh I played one of them. And I kept dying. So, like, when you die in the ghost stories, which is free L- free DLC for Resident Evil 2, um, you have to start over from the beginning. It's like a time run thing. Okay. Uh, I've not played s- any speed of them, run. So, yeah. Yeah. There, uh, it, it was cool. I played as Kendo, uh, the gun shop owner. So, yeah, I'll... Yeah, maybe we'll do a bonus episode and just talk about that. And Yeah, I threw um, out the idea of doing a bonus episode where we talk about those three... And for Survivor too. Oh yeah, true. true. Which is, uh, yeah, I, I I actually haven't played that yet. So no, I saw it unlocked, but I had not touched it. Yeah, too many video games, man. Too many video games. A lot of games. Uh, it doesn't. To be fair, the fourth Survivor thing does not necessarily seem like my bag. But maybe. yeah, you literally just get like a ton of guns and just start shooting zombies. It's blow. It's blowing. It's blowing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's tofu mode too. Which, yeah, uh, which seems fun, but like whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, we were talking about Claire B. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all of it. Yeah, we're. Well, not... I think we just made a bad decision when we decided to do all of it. I, I think that was. I don't know about that. I mean, for the listeners who have stuck with us for this long, especially with our little hiatus, um, I, I think they probably know what to expect. I mean, it's very much the same as scenario A. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so we can start off here. Um, we're playing as Claire, second run. Uh, basically, it just starts off like right at the police station. Uh, kind of fast forwards to the whole, uh, what's it called, the gas station scenario at the beginning of the game with the Leon. Thing, 
Yeah, the thing I didn't know, I was kind of bummed out though, is it for it like throws you literally into the police station first thing. Like I, I would have appreciated another. Oh, you have to fight run your way through, through the, the streets. Yeah, scene because I don't know. I like that first time you walk through the streets, uh, is really a powerful scene of like. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool and it's a real standout. I would have liked to see just another side of that. Honestly, any more of like running through the streets of Raccoon City. Yeah, I would have been here for. It. I agree. I really, really do agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it kind of just fast forwards to that whole like beginning portion, which is probably probably the first time around, last fifteen twenty minutes until you finally get to the police station. But in this run, you're just right there off the the start. Uh, it looks like you st- you start at a different location mm-hmm. on the outside of the police station, the courtyard of of kind of. Basically, be uh, when you walk into the police station, um, as Leon, like when you go through the fence, there's yeah. a boarded up door to your left in the kind of yeah. entrance yard. You are behind that. Uh, yeah, that's where you start in this. Yep. I'm. I. I don't want to derail us too much right away, but I do want to like. How did you feel about Claire's playthrough, and then how did you feel about Side B just overall, Andrew? Um. Yeah, I immediately felt that it was more difficult than the first playthrough. Um, and I think it was because of her weapons. Yeah. And I also think it was because the area was way more open right off the bat, um, more so than Leon's. Where, like, Leon's, you had to obviously solve puzzles and get from point A to point B and, like, find secret you know, pass passageways to get to like other portions of like the police station. But a lot of that is already open up when you walk into the police station as Claire on, on second run. So like my overall impression is I thought it was way more difficult. Um, I kept finding like, I kept finding ammo very rarely. Um, like I, and I kept finding ammo that I really did not want, like for a gun that I didn't want to use, which was like the the revolver thing. Yeah. Right. Which is just a side B weapon, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she has she has a small smaller revolver, but it doesn't do like the Wild West like triple click. Yeah, shots. Yeah, the... yeah. Um, I don't know how else to explain that. I hope people understand what I mean. No, by like that, the the, triple... the flyback um, uh, lever, the hammer. Like the... Like you're yeah, the flipping hammer, the hammer yes. like a thousand times to like shoot a yeah, bunch of bullets like out. Like a goddamn cowboy, you like yeah. when she when you aim down sights with that gun, she like puts her other hand up like she's about to fucking go trigger wild. Yeah, it's she's crazy. She was she. It's very cute though. I, it's I really cool. Yeah, I did I mean, enjoy Leon, that animation. Leon does the same thing. It's such a it's a weird gun to be exclusive to the B side, just in general. Yeah, it's because like. You know, I, I looked at a little bit of stuff, and and Leon B gets the same gun, and he does it the same way, and it's an another. Oh, thing he gets you, the revolver. Yeah, he gets the uh, the lever action revolver. Oh, I didn't know. It's just side B. It's always in that same spot. Oh, okay. Um, so if you're Leon B or Claire B, it doesn't matter. Uh, and he shoots it the same way, and it's a similar thing of like you still have your handgun, but you get way more ammo for the revolver. Um, yeah. 
like way more way ammo more. and it's like f- every time you have to reload that gun you're like why <laughs> why is yeah. this why is why do i have to live in this world and i think it's on purpose to be honest for sure because it does a little bit more damage and obviously it shoots a lot faster um, yeah but it goes through ammo a lot faster it though. burns through ammo and it takes forever to reload yeah um how did you feel about just uh side b overall I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it definitely felt quicker. I think I my first uh, playthrough with Leon lasted roughly around nine and a half hours, and that was just because I really spent a lot of time in the police station. I I wanted to figure out everything, and I you know was one of those people trial and error. I found out like there is only a portion of that police station that is only available in Claire's run. Um, and I, I uh, did enjoy, uh, for the most part, I enjoyed Side B like a lot. But I think I still enjoyed my time more with the first playthrough. Um, just because there's a lot of mystery. And I kind of knew where everything was at this point. So Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. I think the the where I fall into it is I just liked playing as Claire way more. Yeah. I think that was like... I I don't know if I like side B more uh or if I just liked playing as Claire more. Um yeah. I think it's that I just like playing as Claire more and it's a lot of that is like one Mr. X dies <laughs> and he does yeah, not he come back which gets is gets his ass smoked. Yo, he is smoked. Yeah. Uh he dies and he doesn't come back and that I know it's silly and I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> would begrudge me for saying it but like just knowing yeah. that i wouldn't have to worry about him again super uh, i still thought he was actually gonna come back i thought he was gonna come back too there's one moment like the again where he shows up in leon's campaign in the lab the I glass thought, yep. yeah uh, I, thought, I looked up i looked up right away i was like yeah, yeah comes. i was waiting and for it, never it came doesn't happen <laughs> which is great i i think that's actually really cool that like he dies in claire's campaign and he doesn't but come you back. still think that he might be yeah alive. the tension that he might come back is palpable there. and it's effective but it's effective in a way that makes you cautious, not that like ruins the experience for you, like it it kind yeah. of did for me. Um, I liked I th- I like Claire a lot. I know it's like such a trope for a female character to have like a da- daughter or son like figure, and they super lean into it. But I think they did it well uh, with Sherry. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think they did like a disservice to Claire by bringing in that trope. Um, it still felt corny, but like it wasn't I, painfully. Corny. I think Sherry is so likable that yeah, it's not like cringeworthy. Like when when you play as the section as Sherry, you're like invested. Like you want her to be okay. Oh um, yeah, which is cool. Like I I think they're in a lot of cases, especially like in horror type things, something like that would feel really forced, and it doesn't here. Um, yeah, I agree. And so, like, I—that's a bit of it. I, I think it was a little bit harder. I, I partly because there's way more liquors. <laughs> yes, and that sucks. Question mark. I, um, I, I thought there was the same amount. I no, just felt like they came out right. way earlier. Um, I mean, they do come out earlier, but there's definitely more. Oh, yeah. The the kennels. Down the in kennel the liquors. And also, like, there are more in the hallways. 
in uh, in the police station when you go. Kennel liquors were the worst. Oh yeah. And what I mean by that is that there were no dogs in the basement this time. It was just liquors. <laughs> yep. I would have taken the fucking dogs honestly. Although, yeah. Oh yeah. The dogs are so easy. <laughs> when you have to run to the orphanage. And the dogs are chasing you there. That sucks a lot. Yeah, there's like eight dogs. There's like eight dogs. Where did all these yeah. dogs come from? They, they <laughs> left the kennel and they're in the streets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, but I, I like the grenade launcher a lot. Um, I liked... Uh, I didn't know about how your starting pistol turns into the, the magnum equivalent. I liked that. Mostly yeah. because it was finally like... Because you get two two handguns in Claire's playthrough, the the one that you start with, and then the one with the red dot sight, uh, and I'm like, I want to use one. I don't want to carry both these guns around. So when yeah. the the hand the starting handgun becomes like your magnum, I was like thankful that it like I could just use all my handgun ammo on a different gun. Um, but then again, like the handgun, you get. S- by the end of that the game I had so much ammo for the regular handgun but it was like the most useless weapon I thought the first um, the the original gun that you get or like the revolver uh the like original like regular handgun not the okay. revolver even um, after you upgraded it you felt like it was still pretty well cuz again I was using the the starter five shot like thing as the magnum and then yeah. I was using the red dot sight handgun as like your fast as my like primary handgun tool and then the yeah. revolver as like a third handgun pretty much because uh, it had its own ammo um yeah and th- but that one shot a lot faster so like when it when i'm fighting um birkin for the 20 billionth time i'm like <laughs> using that i'll say this right uh by the time i got to g3 which is um Birkin round three where he goes like full G virus uh, and you're in like the, the lab uh, where you like the, the platform lowers. But it, so that's like the sixth fight you have with him technically on side B. I was yeah. done. And then you have to fight him twice in Claire's playthrough. Yeah. Uh, with the train that's going down. That and I cool. thought, I thought that was fucking terrible. <laughs> I think Aww. that, I think that boss fight sucks. And well, I mean, it's so short, but like, I still felt like a badass with the fucking. I chain like the gun. chain gun, but yeah. man, it was just so annoying. Like, I th- I feel like that boss is manufactured to drain all your resources. Absolutely. So I was very <laughs> appreciative that the the side B final boss on the train is very short. Um, it was yeah. It, the trouble with that is it feels super anticlimactic. Very uh, anticlimactic, but. Um, and then you, I texted you right after I finished it because I let you know that I finished it and you asked me what I thought and I said it's very short I didn't mean side B I just meant the stuff that happens post credits the yeah. like the the new stuff to, to the new ending is like 10 minutes maybe yeah yeah um, it's not even really anything to be honest which was kind of a bummer um, but I, I still really liked that um, so I, I don't know. I, it took me just under eight hours to finish side a and like eight hours is like the B time, time slot. And then it t- took me just over six hours to finish side B. Okay. And six hours is the, um, like the B grade, uh, 
goal time. Oh, nice. Uh, so I, I guess I took longer than you would normally with side B. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think, like, I liked the game so much that I didn't mind going through all the areas again. Like, even the sewers. Like, I thought going through on side B was... still. Con- I was still confused. <laughs> it was still a little confusing. I'll say the 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 room where you have to fight all of the G's, like the G monsters, the the dead space room. Not nearly as hard. I thought it was way harder inside. Me. Oh, really? Yeah, because by the time I got to the sewers, I had like nothing. I had no resources. Oh. Um, I had kept all my grenades, all my flash grenades. Didn't use any of them in the police station. And then see, I had no when I was in the sewers, I was just chucking them. <laughs> Yeah, let's fucking die. That's smart. Uh, I had no <laughs> sub weapons at all, but I had a good amount of acid rounds. Oh, which nice. I, which was true of my entire playthrough. I, I was yeah. Had a, anytime you can make Same. acid rounds, I made acid rounds. Yeah, because um, you can't make fire rounds, right? You can only find I them. Yes. I Maybe. never was like I. I kept thinking to myself, "Is there a way to make fire?" I should have just googled it, but I was too stubborn to even do Maybe that. Maybe the the white, um gunpowder if you combine two of them that makes it that makes uh some machine gun ammo oh you're right yeah i guess which by the way that gun is useless yeah i mean i I, (laughs) it was handy when i had no other guns like basic zombies yeah really good for like the double tap when they're on the ground i'm trying to make sure that they're dead dead yeah Uh, i would always just shoot off their legs with the submachine gun like i still did that tactic it's good for that um Because it just slices right through it. Yeah, it slices through them. Um, but it's not a, it is not much of a damage dealer. Um, no. So it sounds to me like overall that you still really enjoyed the game despite like still feeling like yeah. resources were scarce. Scarce. I mean, the resources being scarce is part of the, the game. It's part of the experience. Yeah, it so totally I, is part of the experience. I didn't mind that. It was, I think, specifically the the dead space room like having to deal with that with very limited resources was super frustrating so i died a couple of times in that room specifically just trying to navigate my way through it uh and i ended up having to just like all right i'm gonna have to use all my acid rounds just to get through this fucking room now Um, did you ever watch that video that i mentioned in like episode two i think where i was talking about like tips and tricks from boomstick gaming Um, um i didn't watch the video but i did apply some of them like the quick turn stuff I, I ended up doing i tried to get the the door opening trick holding the door open and stuff to work i never got it to work oh uh, you just yeah i mean it now that you've been in the game I, i'm probably gonna go back and do like claire a leon b like halloween like around that time yeah, yeah. so basically all you do is just kind of push it open till the x pops up and then you press x or a and it just kind of stays there for a few, like, couple extra seconds, and you can kind of see things before you Maybe run it was, I was expecting it to stay open forever, and it wasn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I just misinterpreted it. Yeah. But uh, what I was saying with, like, the G monsters in the sewer, um, there's, like, a specific cue that you kind of have to look out for with them. And I was using that to my advantage to get around them, to get to that room in the back, to get the laser gun or whatever it was called, like the electricity gun. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it wasn't as nearly as difficult for me. Um, and I, like I said, I had an ass ton of grenades that I just kept throwing at them whenever I was getting in tough spots. But I think it sucks that 
Claire doesn't get as good guns as Leon. Yeah, she does not. Like, not even close, I the, feel like. I think the gr- grenade launcher is... it's n- Nothing's better than a shotgun. But it yeah. is, like, as close as you can get to better than a shotgun. But I think, like, submachine gun's way lamer than the Magnum. Yeah. And then the, the shotgun is way lamer than the flamethrower. Way lamer. It's just, like... The flamethrower is so useful, especially once you get into the lab and you have to fight the fucking grass people. Yeah. Um, those fucking reefer dudes. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Reefer boy. Reefer boy. Uh, <laughs> there's just no comparison. Uh, the arsenal... I, I think just the utility of having a, a goddamn shotgun is... It's so important. Uh, yeah. If I could play this game as Claire with the shotgun... 10 out of 10. Absolutely. But you can't. And I I think that is cool. Like, I I, I appreciate how much of a difference that makes. Like, it, honest to God, changes the feel of the campaigns more than anything else is the shotgun versus the grenade launcher. Um, And I think that's really cool. But it's just, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, here's the one thing I had to, like, teach myself throughout Claire's campaign was... I am. I, I started to realize I'm not running into grenade launcher ammo like I was running into shotgun ammo, like as often as I was in like Leon's campaign. Because I was using when I got that thing, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" and I just started whipping it out at things. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like I'm not finding ammo like very often at all, and I know what's in the sewers. I know what's in the secret lab. Like, I should probably hold on to this. Mm-hmm. I was definitely. Um, pretty conservative with the the the, yeah. like, the flame rounds and whatnot yeah those are the rounds that i think you should definitely be more conservative with you know over the acid rounds but one thing that also kind of caught me off guard with uh like the shotgun or not the shotgun but like the shock gun that you get from the sewers is that i was thinking to myself when i got to the lab oh this is just going to be the same equivalent as a flamethrower to the grass guys uh it did nothing <laughs> i mean it stuns them but then they just come back like the next time you run back around to be and, fair like i yeah i did use that gun on the grass grassroots bands um <laughs> every single time but it, it it's not like quote-unquote super effective you know yeah uh, it is just you know dealing killing those guys became basically impossible on clears playthrough without yeah, burning, absolutely uh, burning a flame round which i only did a couple of times to take out a couple of them like there's the one on the stairwell i didn't want to have to deal with him every time so i used two flame rounds on him yeah and it's like fuck like that you don't get a lot of flame rounds by the, that point in the game you get a lot of acid rounds for sure yeah um, which are great against birkin um when you get to him but even so i used all my acid rounds on him <laughs> which then you get to the the fourth fight with him with the chain gun, and I was like, shit out of luck with everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you can go through that chain gun pretty quickly. Yeah, I was like literally throwing flash grenades <laughs> at him at the end and, and just like running him up to with him with pistol. like your knife. Yeah, pretty much. Die. Um, please die, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like that. I, I, I think that fight is fine, but it's like such a play, it feels like a PlayStation 1 fight, boss fight. <laughs> That's so true. It feels yeah. more like a PlayStation 1 thing than anything in this game. 
And I think part of that is intentional. And I think it's cool in the, the underground area, not the lab, like the first time you fight him when he's got the big iron bar. Yeah. But the, the sixth time you were fighting him as Claire on side B, it's like, this fight sucks. Like, it is not a fun fight. It's not engaging. It's not hard, necessarily. It's just stupid. You're just yeah. running around until you are far enough away that his, like, attacking animation will kind of end right in front of you and then unloading whatever you have at him. And then he goes and grabs and throws something at you or swipes at you and you have to pray to God that you can get out of the way in time because you can't dodge. And yeah. And if you get hit by it, like, that's it. And you have to use and burn a full heal item because he brings you down to, like, caution, like, right away. Yeah. I just think that fight is super bad. Like, especially the one on the train. Like, when you're circling around the train and he can charge at you and it does so much damage. It's not as bad as the fucking Leon final boss, which is egregiously terrible, I, th- I think, still. Um, oh, I talked to Ian Prashel about that because he's playing the game um, as well. I think he's on Claire's run right now, but... He was like, oh, yeah, I didn't hate that boss. I think it's so bad. And I was like, bro, like that <laughs> boss was that boss was a pain in the ass. Like It, it was just so goofy. I, I was like, I'm literally fighting him on the, the size of a square that's like as big as a... A two by four. A fucking like <laughs> twister like pad or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Jesus, I'm fucking like, right leg green trying to dodge <laughs> this guy's fucking knife hands. <laughs> yeah. I, so like, yeah. I just... It's... To me, it's such an, like, I, having played both, like, I like the Mr. X fight more just because it's not fucking Birkin again. Yeah. Um, I don't like the playing that fight because, again, that charge move that Mr. X does is super shitty. But uh, (laughs) that fucking, the charge move that G fight four does and, and the Claire playthrough is also super shitty. Uh, it just, yeah, like, I, I think the bosses in this game are really bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, like you said, a they lot just of feel people, like PS1 boss fights. A lot of people really like the boss fights in this game. And I'm not trying to shit on you. If you like them, great. I just yeah. think that they're not interestingly designed. It's a similar issue uh, to some of the boss fights in Resident Evil 7. It's it, my feeling like coming out of this is like I, I feel like horror games don't need boss fights you know that's that's my thing about Resident Evil always like having gone back and played four um when we played five together like I the boss fight like the Wesker boss fight at the end of Resident Evil 5 is terrible fucking pain in my ass but <laughs> think about what we did like the cool part of that fight is when you're separated and you have to fucking mash these QTEs you're punching a goddamn boulder yeah. But then that fight is you walking around a small circle doing exactly what we were doing in Resident Evil 2 um, in those final boss fights against either Mr. X or G Part 4 of, like, walking far enough away so that way he'll start his attacking animation of, like, this weird three-hit combo and unloading your gun at them and then pivoting your body around and then running away again and then doing the same thing over again. Yeah. That is the final boss of Resident Evil 5. That is the final boss of Resident Evil 2 Remake. And they're both bad. <laughs> like, I don't... I hate to be critical of a game that I really like, but I, I just see a lot of people jumping 
like jumping down and saying like the boss fights in this, the boss fights in Resident Evil Two Remake are great and they are all bad. I think some like worse yeah. Than well, I mean, yeah, you have to also think that probably a lot of people that we know that are like, oh, the boss fight's not so bad is because they haven't played five. Uh, this is probably like their first Resident Evil game, to be honest, mm-hmm. just but because still, of the I success think, of, you know, I think just the va- the the value of of what this fight is and like the way it engages you like that first fight again in the underground area where you're kind of going in and out of like this the steams and the pipes and, and he's chasing you with the metal bar. Like, I think that's cool. And then yeah, it's it, creepy. It's yeah. creepy, too. And it's it's the first time you're encountering it. It's the first kind of monster that you're fighting in that game. Um, and then you and can, it's harder. I think it's harder with Claire, too, by the way. Yeah, I, I think like the, the weapons that you have and the resources definitely make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, but you compare that even to the the third fight with him that you have in both playthroughs where it's like this kind of octagon room and it's just a big open area and you're again just going in circles just getting arm's length <laughs> away and shooting at this thing it's way less cool than like dodging in and out of like these tunnels and these pipes and the steam yeah. kind of blowing out and obscuring your vision in certain parts of it like that first encounter even the second encounter where he's chasing you and then you have to hit him with the the big uh shipping container is like way more interesting than that third fight. Yeah. And it the thing that and I, I've had a lot of time to think about this, which is why I'm like laying into it so hard. It's great. Go for it. Uh the thing that I keep coming back to of like the most frustrating thing about it is that it, it is literally the final boss fight from Resident Evil Five. And it sucks, dude. It just like it's it wasn't good then. It wasn't good on PS one. Uh and I and I don't know if there's a way to make a Resident Evil boss fight in cool and engaging. Like the first res- the first boss fight in Resident Evil Seven is that exact fight also, and it's like th- this exact fight is in every Resident Evil game, and it's bad in all of them. And I feel like yeah. no one is saying this, um, but like some of the other boss fights in Resident Evil Seven are really different and cool. Like. There's one where you're being chased by a spider lady through a greenhouse and she's like crawling up the the walls. But like there's like two tier, like two floors to that fight. And the she she's like laying these things that are generating enemies that you have to go and destroy or stop her from making those things. It's like, oh, like this is there's like a couple mechanics going on in this fight instead of me running around in a fucking circle around this enemy. Yeah. And then like even like the uh the boss fight there's a couple after that I think where it's like two levels and you you're, you you can fall down to the bottom level and then you're in danger and then you have to like climb your way up and it's there there's like a a ebb and flow to it that is way more interesting it's just uh, again I've had a lot of time to think about it and I I really don't like the the last couple of bosses on both playthroughs in in Resident yeah. 2 yeah, you know, it's it's weird for me because sometimes I just don't notice that sort of thing until I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we first talked about, well, I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I noticed it very quickly with uh, the Mr. X like final boss fight. Like from I, the, I was like, nope, this is stupid because I'm fighting on like a square patch. Yeah, and uh, this man's pad, got like a said. claw, and I'm dying. Yeah, it's like a fucking twister pad, and I'm like trying to dodge him. I think like, that's is, like yeah. 
when you when you increase the bad parts about it, which is like decreasing the sp- the space you have to maneuver, yeah. like it, it becomes so much more apparent. Um, like novice yeah, it slaps in, you in the face. <laughs> yeah, really, literally slaps you in the face multiple <laughs> times and insta kills you every time. Ugh. Uh, Nabishin brought up a great point when we were um, during our game of the year stuff for 2018 um, when we were talking about Spider-Man of like the the thing the he ran into a lot of very specific bugs in Spider-Man PS4 very like, specific ruined the like but totally ruined the game for him and the the thing that he brought up that was like a, a salient point that I think is applicable universally to video games is that when the Suspension of disbelief is ruined, like when you can no longer, either because you're frustrated, usually because I, I, I would say because you're frustrated, um, when that is taken away and taken out of it, like everything that is off and wrong becomes way more obvious. And I think yeah. like exacerbating that that kind of maneuverability uh, in those fights just ups it enough for everything about that boss fight to fall apart for me and it to become so apparent that like oh this is like this fight in resident evil 4 this fight in resident evil 5 this enemy in this it's like man like, yeah i've seen this multiple times before and the only reason i remember all these instances of it is because i didn't like it each and every fucking time it, it has been implemented yeah um but like it's funny you know the the boss fights in this game very very small portion of it um it's just the the parts i like about the game like even what i don't like being chased by mr x the cool thing about that is one the fear of being chased but two the fact that you have somewhere to run and go and you have to go you have to get out of here now like this fight or flight instinct that it forces you into and that's it, so compelling and it makes you fucking move and it create you are creating this tension it's the boss fights in this game are the exact opposite of that feeling of like, yeah, get away, but you have nowhere to go. And it's not exciting because of that. It's just frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Like I said, it makes more sense when someone kind of explains it, but I mean, yeah, that, that was one thing is like that first time that you run into Mr. X, Leon, a like side, a, it was i was like oh shit like this there was like your heart's pumping like your hands are sweating like and you have somewhere to go right you have yeah you can run away but like he can still find you like there's just this creepy the 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 serpentine like going through the police station and knowing that you're being followed is really cool it is such a unique feeling can be frustrating can be frustrating for sure but like to compare that to i'm on this circle platform and i gotta shoot this dude yeah, or I'll die. It's just it's so much more lame. I think. Yeah. But like to be fair, part of that is I think working within the constraints of this being a remake of that game, uh, of that game where that made sense and it was 1998 or whatever, and and that was just how it was. Um, yeah. And that the, them executing on this in the way that they did weirdly has me more excited for an RA3 remake because like I think you could really distill down the best parts about Mr. X into a compelling through line of a game uh and and leave behind some of those those kind of shittier parts. Yeah. No, that's I what, agree with that. I mean especially if that's the whole game, you know. Yeah. And and who knows if that's 
who knows if they treat it like that though where you are being chased by nemesis the whole entire game yeah um i, I think it'd be way more interesting if there are sections where you're not going to be chased by nemesis but you think you are uh, yeah i would love to have that tension of thinking that someone's someone something's chasing me versus like actually uh, yeah, I like that feeling. <laughs> yeah. It, Especially with this game. I mean, with uh, Resident Evil 2. But, yeah, I mean, I- I'm excited for for RE3 if that's, like, the next step, you know. Um, I-, I-, I know that we've discussed this before where, like, with what they, with how 7 ended, um, you know, is this, like, a is that, like, a prequel? Maybe. Is it, like... A, a different timeline that just has like the original games. And then like with the resident evil two, like remake, is it now like a new timeline, uh, sort of thing, you know, with like them possibly remaking resident evil three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah. I don't know. Like we've talked about a lot of the different possibilities on this show. And like, I think all of them are exciting. Even if it was a thing where they do resident evil eight, and it's a continuation of seven and it's all the, all everything is still canon. Right. Yeah. I think that's still really exciting because of what seven sets up and, and whatnot. I think you and I are both on the same page of like the most exciting thing is like rebooting from two on. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, I, that holds the most valuable parts of the franchise to the core of that story still. While also like getting rid of all the shitty parts about it, I think. Yeah, like yeah, they have the opportunity to definitely right some wrongs. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess you could say just because I I feel like with and I can't really say this just because I haven't beaten Resident Evil Four, but like I feel like there is definitely that feeling of super corniness in Resident Evil 4. And that's like part of the charm to it though. Yeah. Um and then it just kind of continues on from there. Like Resident Evil 5 is is really corny and kind of over the top. So like dumb, the yeah. the one like New Jersey sounding villain in there <laughs> and he like turns like this big like worm thing that you have to fight like you have to like shoot like I forgot all about that dude. I, yeah. He's so terrible. Super annoying it. and then like it. you know just like all the goofy stuff that happens in like four or five and six. I haven't even played six, so I can't even say actually. Dude, but so bad, I, I watched dude. those lore videos. That's so bad. <laughs> Every time I think about six, I get fucking angry. Um, I so. the the thing is, you can't you can't decanonize four without pissing people off. You know. Oh yeah. Which I, I you know I get like people have a a soft spot for four. But I mean, I think if you did a three remake, you could do a four reboot that is like four again, but like done as a horror game instead of an action game. I that'd think be that'd cool. Be, that could be so good. Like that could be yeah. like easily the best Resident Evil. Um, now, you- how let's let's talk about that just just because like four is technically the most it's like the most popular one. Yeah. Um what do you what do you mean like instead of an action game have it be a horror game like is it still set in the same location is it still I think like, you same could characters? literally just do a remake a four remake but change the tone to be like re2 remake instead of like the original tone of four 
and yeah. it could be incredible. <laughs> like as a modern video game, I think that would be like excellent. I, the thing is, the bummer part about that is it's so. I think it's so easy. It's super unoriginal. I think it would be more interesting to do what we've been talking about of like reboot from two, do R- Resident Evil three remake, but have it be like actually very different instead of like kind of different, like the RE two remake. Um, maybe even like totally redesign three to be a modern game where you're getting chased instead of like an archaic PS one game. Uh, and then do, f- do a similar thing of like continue that reboot into a, a, a new version of RE4 that is like, you know, a, a kind of reimagining of that story. Um, mm. Maybe even make it totally, a totally different game. Um, but like a Leon S. Kennedy game where you are going through a whole front to back story um, but have it be uh, more horror focused and more like two and more about tension uh, versus, yeah, you know, a game where you fucking get a rocket launcher and shoot a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Maybe don't like, fight giants also. They just kind of threw giants in there. El Gigante. El Gigante. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. Like, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's that's the goofy stuff, you know. Yeah, and then like the little, the little like Napoleon-looking man, like mm-hmm. that's goofy too. Yeah, I think um, like the thing is like you can take all those villains and and modernize them and make them really scary. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not so the, like they could they could actually have like El Gigante and you know the like the. Uh, chainsaw people you know like they could have all of that but like modernize it like you said yeah i don't know i like i the thing is like the more we talk about that like the less exciting it 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 becomes because it's just like it's not like seven right like two is great because the original resident evil 2 is a great game and these characters are great and like they did such a loving tribute to it but you can't just do that two more times i think like we yeah. can say we want RE3 remake, you know, until the day after tomorrow. But, like, ultimately, if they just did RE3 remake, it'd be kind of lame at this point, I feel. Well, I mean, there's, the, yeah, like we've talked about it. There's ways they could definitely expand upon it. You know, maybe, like, allow people to explore Raccoon City as a whole to some extent um, versus, like, having areas. Uh, which, you know, cause we've talked about it. We're like, oh man, like I wish we could explore Raccoon City way more versus like this two mile area. Again, like of, taking, know. taking the philosophy of like, r- let's reboot the franchise from two, like make RE3, but say like, Hey, we're making Resident Evil 3, a sequel to Resident Evil 2 remake, not a re like not a remake of Resident Evil 3. Have it be yeah. a totally different game where it is, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Jill, Jill Valentine. Yeah. Being chased by Nemesis through Raccoon City, but it's an open world game, right? Like, that sounds incredible, but it's obviously not, it's not actually a remake of RE3, but it's Resident Evil 3 again, totally new, and, and again, a, a, maybe a building point from where they can take the story in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, and I, of- I feel like asking for an open world Resident Evil game is a tall order. Yeah, um, but, especially from Capcom. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're on a roll right now, but I think they are. that's 
the the feeling that you and I and I think a lot of people have coming out of RE2 remake is like, man, I'd love to just fucking explore Raccoon City. Yeah. It's just a very cool vibe and I love the tone of but like like in, everything that's happening. An open world game where you're being chased by Nemesis sounds perfect. Because like it's this it's this idea that you one, nowhere is safe, but two, you have all these places to go. Um, so it's it's you're not confined. But like then you could do a thing where it's like, Oh, I have to go here. Let's say I have to go to this hospital, but I know Nemesis is patrolling around there. Um, so it's like, do I engage with Nemesis and lead him away and then sneak back around and get into the hospital and hope that he doesn't follow me in? Or do I try and sneak in from the get-go? Or do I cause a distraction and lead Nemesis away and sneak in? Like, I think you could combine the idea of a whole game where you're being chased with open-world mechanics and have it be so cool. And it, yeah. if all of that is on the backdrop of like a raccoon, a full raccoon city with like Metroidvania S aspects where you can, you'll be able to get to different parts of the city as the game goes on. Like that sounds incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds very difficult. Like, like difficult in the sense of it's hard how, to make that a good game. Yeah. Like how do you make that a good game? Like what kind of time frame do we have here? You know, like is is art is something like that already being developed? You know, like uh, I don't know. The thing you is, know. like you do Dead Rising, but you do it as a Resident Evil game instead of a Dead Rising game. Like Dead Rising is just take that format of like you know, as yeah, you play, time passes. You have to be at certain points to witness certain events. And then if you die, you can start over and bring your experience over or a certain amount of what you've accumulated over. Yeah. I don't know, like I always felt of... Dead Rising was super difficult. Yeah, and it, it's intentionally so because you're supposed to play until you die and then start over with all the experience that you've earned. You know, it's almost roguelike-esque. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there's like you could do so many cool things with like a Resident Evil 3 remake in that style. Uh, but the, I mean, the thing is, we could talk all day about like what they could do after two, and you know, I nitpicking here and there, but I really do like Resident Evil Two. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I, 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 you know, just because we're in the beginning of 2019, and not a lot has come out so far, but you know, Resident Evil Two, Kingdom Hearts Three, you know, Devil May Cry, 5 yeah, not a just lot came out the other day. <laughs> like just, I mean, like you know what I mean? It's not expansive quite yet, but. You it's know, not a lot me. of games, but they're big. They're tent. They're big games, games. you know. Yeah. Like they're they're games that are going to leave an impact in video games for a while to come. I think. Yeah, and Resident Evil Two for me personally um, has done that. You know, it's definitely left an impact for me. You know, uh, we, you know we've talked about it. We've beaten a dead horse here like a thousand times, but like I just I'm not into horror. Like I'm just really not into horror, but there's just something about this game that really uh attracted me to it and i'm glad that i you know got excited for it i'm glad that i i got hyped that i watched like eight hours of lore videos just to like be acquainted with resident evil as a whole versus like knowing some stuff from four and you know beating five with you and then like some stuff from seven i actually have like no no idea about six and i know that you hate that game but um uh, you know. 
so I'm just glad that I know Resident Evil as a whole now. Yeah. But uh God, yeah. No, that's Resident cool. Evil 2 is really Cuz like that's game. what Dead Space 1 was for me of like I really didn't like horror, but I loved Dead Space so much and the gameplay of that was so compelling that I got over it and got into it as a result. Like I wouldn't like RE2 as much as I do if it wasn't for Dead Space. Yeah. Um and I think in a weird way it's kind of true in in reverse as well. Like I don't think I'd like Dead Space as much if I hadn't played RE4 beforehand. Um, which was yeah. like even a half measure before that of like less scary, but more actiony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I st- I actually still want to play that series. Um, you should. I think like after playing this, playing Dead Space one and two would be easy. But I just don't know where to do it. To be yeah, honest, EA are full of fucking cowards. They won't remaster it. Yeah, I'm sure I could find it on PC or something like that. Yeah, versus like sure. having to buy old consoles or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I jumping off that statement, you know, I think um I think I can probably play 7 now. Yes, um, you should, for sure. I think I I I I think I worked myself up a lot about like being scared for number for like Resident Evil 2, but like to be honest with you, like zombies are cool. I mean, like I don't know, there's Zombies you just is cool man yeah Whatever. you just get over you just get over it after a while like the i think the scare the, the best parts about those games is like i is being like on like being like pressured a lot and like running through a hallway and then there's just like a liquor in front of you you're like fuck and then you like turn around and there's like two Mr. zombies Rex. behind you it's just like that that sort of feeling yeah it's scary in the moment but like if you get out of it and you survive it, you're like, hell yeah, that was really cool. Like, I love that feeling. Yeah, um, and I'll say, like, the more we've talked about it, like, the way, the the tension that RE2 creates is all, like, it's all the police station and it's all Mr. X. It's this feeling that you are being pushed forward. Yeah. Um, And no, no contemporary horror game of any equivalency does that at all like i think about dead space which is the closest for me at least and the thing is like you are never being pushed forward you and if anything you have to take your time and in re2 you want to take your time but you are being forced forward yeah like the momentum cannot stop because of this this and this and that's so cool like no other game has that and that's like the thing that they can tap into in a three remake that is like could be really compelling or could be terrible right like it can go either way kind of how it has for me like like i said i think it was the last episode like i really appreciate like what mr x does i think it just hinders the experience that i want to have yeah but things kind of going faster and just picking up the pace way faster inside B, I worked a little bit better for me. Like Mr. X shows up totally unceremoniously. Like it's, uh, it's when you go to the star's office for the first time, I think trying to get the, the battery for the C4. Like I, I knew that he was like, when I got to the main lobby and I checked the computer, like that's what you see is Mr. X. Yeah. But he doesn't show up yet. Um, yeah, 
he shows up after you. Oh, yeah. And he just, yeah. he rounds the corner and you're like, well, I, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is so, I, yeah, I, I completely forgot about that just because at this point, I think I I started side B two and a half weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, and I, I think I'm, I was going to text you and be like, Mr. X just, here. He's just here now. Like <laughs> I just was walking down that hallway kind of going slowly. And I, I think I remember like looking down at my phone, but then like I saw something on the screen and I looked up and I was like, holy shit. And I just like hey, turned around and just ran away. Cause like, there's no music or anything. Like yeah, he's he just, just up. fucking there. I he didn't bank that corner and you're like, well, I guess I got to deal with this, huh? Just, and that was like <laughs> the, the, that moment I was like, fuck. And I just shot a grenade at him and I was like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's good. It, it's a good panic. So I, I think like the fact that it hits that pace almost right away inside B, and then doesn't let up until Mister X dies, uh, yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it's it's nice to probably just instead of feeling somewhat in control with Leon's side A, just because it takes a while for him to show up. Just pulling off that band aid inside B definitely helps a lot. I think too, uh, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that flame and that, not the flamethrower, but the grenade launcher definitely helps somewhat with him. Yeah. I'll slow that fucker down. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Takes a knee when, uh, he gets hit by one of those rocks. He fucking kneels for the pledge of allegiance. That's for sure. He does. Um, (laughs) but actually we didn't really, I felt like we didn't really talk too much about Claire and like, she's the greatest. She's the best. (laughs) Absolutely, and I to be fair, like we talked about, it, I think last time, like I I really like Leon in this game. Claire's way better though. I'm sorry, Leon. Yeah, like she's so cool in terms of character. I you know in terms of like weapons, Leon, but in terms of like a character and mm-hmm. not being a fucking knuckle skull like Leon. Yeah, uh, Claire's she's Claire's really compelling. Yeah. yeah, I like. I I think she's really cool. I like obviously strong independent woman. Hoorah. Like, I think that's really awesome. Um, but she comes across as, like, a very capable character. Like, at no point does she ask anyone for help. Um, yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think she's just really compelling. Uh, she's really powerful. In, in a very similar way to Jill, but I think, like, going back, if you go back and play RE1 Remake and you see how, like, they try and damselfy... If that's the sound word. Uh, they try and like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they try and make a damsel out of Jill a lot in that game, even though she never necessarily becomes one. It's not like there's no scene where she's like tied up on a fucking train track and and Chris has to save her or anything. But like the the scene where like the the ceiling is caving in and Barry has to save you and stuff like that, and he's like, "Oh, you almost became a Jill sandwich." Yeah. Like that stuff is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it is. Barry indicative of the problems with female heroes and how they're like marginalized or like uh like made less uh than their male equivalents way too often um i that never happens with claire like she's always kind of like in control she's the always one who's like kind of trying to find a solution like when you save uh sherry she's like she tells uh Annette to like fuck off or whatever. It's so great. Yeah. Same uh, thing with uh like the Chalif the Chalif. 
the chief. The the chief. Uh, the Jesus Christ, chief of police. Yeah. Uh, irons or whatever his name is or yeah Chief uh, yeah i love that where she's like i'm gonna get you you fucker like it's yeah. just so she's like I'm damn kick chill ass, chill, chill y'all <laughs> yeah and she's like so pissed and you feel yeah it. yeah it's, it's very good she's a very strong character and i think like she's also she's just very likable too like the way she talks to sherry is like super genuine and earnest um yeah, yeah i i think the way she carries herself throughout that whole story all of her acting, all of her dialogue is super well done. I just think she's great, top to bottom. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think, I, like I, I said, Leon is also well done. He's just, I just don't think he's a little bit more one note. He's a little less interesting. He doesn't have like a lot of apparent depth that might be there, but they just don't necessarily get into it with how he's written. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's just like that go to like golden boy kind of feel you know i don't even know how to really explain it but you know you know what i mean i do yeah i get you um i like him um taking a look here sorry uh answer these listener questions (laughs) listener questions i feel like we we did get into where does resident evil go from here which is in your doc which i appreciate yeah i i feel like we've where would you talk about that i talked a lot where would you want re to go um, you know, I, when you talked about it a little bit more, how you were saying how they could, you know, uh, remake or not technically remake, but just say Resident Evil three is a sequel to Resident Evil two remake. Like, I, I think that's, that's exciting. You know, the ideas that you talked about with it being, open world and kind of still having that metroidvania feel to it is exciting too um but i'm whatever wherever they go from here with how they're leaving off resident evil 2 remake i'm excited for whatever they do next um now in terms of say like seven which i haven't beaten uh or really played that much I, but I know what happens just because I'm one of those people that's like, I'm too scared to play the game, so I'll just figure it out. But uh, I'm going to go beat it probably after this. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I They could go either way. It could be first person or it could be like the it's way actually, they, they treated Resident Evil 2. That's um, one thing we haven't brought up yet. Would you want the next Resident Evil, whatever it ends up being, to be first person or third person? I loved... Or fixed this, cameras. I I no. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that. Anymore. I I think that's so outdated, and I get what they were trying to do back in the day with having fixed cameras, and the tension that it builds. That you, you know, but it, it's just so confusing. It yeah. to me, it feels really confusing. And I think like you look at how RE2 remake does took a fixed camera game and made it a third person beyond the back game and did it so well it's like man there's yeah. no way to justify going back to fix cameras now i feel no and that's what i'm saying is like they they should whatever they do next they should just stick with what they they just did with like resident evil 2 remake mm-hmm. um but like like i said if they do for some reason split up these timelines i'm i would be totally fine with resident evil 8 you know whatever you want to call it being first person like having them just be like this is a thing now, and then like these remakes, reboots, whatever, 
is its own thing, you know? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I want to believe... There's no necessary reason to, but I want to believe them making Ethan the protagonist of Seven. I feel like he has to come back, or Mia will come back. Either those two characters from Seven. Um, I think it'd be cool if you did, like, a Leon-Ethan game, or a Claire-Ethan game, or a Claire-Mia game, or whatever. If... I want them to do... I want them to take the best ideas from both. I want them to do multiple playthroughs, like a side A, side B from RE2, and some of like the more modern design philosophies from Seven. Uh, I, I think it'd be cool if, like, if you did a game with Leon and Ethan, for example, or Chris and Ethan, or whatever. Um, when he plays Ethan, it's first person. When he plays the other character, it's third person. I think that'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah, it'd be I hard know, to do, but there'd be some people that'd be upset about that but uh i think it's it's the best of both worlds literally. people just complain about everything it's true so. somebody's gonna be upset about whatever it is i just want more resident evil that's all i'm gonna that's all i really can say at this point yeah we're gonna um, get some that's cool yeah especially with how well capcom is capcom has been doing lately yeah it's it's like no you know like from what i'm looking at here it it has sold very well yeah already two like, Remake is it did, it did like over three million in like the first month, right? So it shipped three million units worldwide in the first week of sales, rising to four million within a month. Nice. And it became Capcom's second biggest launch on Steam after Monster World Hunter or Monster Hunter World in the previous year. It's like it's doing well, you know. Um, I. There's a, obviously a difference between copies shipped and copies sold. So, like, I don't know the exact numbers for copies sold, but I'd say having four million copies shipped is probably a good sign that they're selling well. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I mean, yeah, like Capcom, Capcom needed a win, and I think they started that with Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, and they've kind of just continued on. Over the last couple of years, so... They've now crushed it with three of their major franchises, so I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Like, I I bought I uh, I bought Devil May Cry 5 the other day, and I have no idea what the fuck is going on in that game, but I literally only bought it because I wanted to support Capcom and the success that they're writing with, like, all these great games coming out. Like, I played Monster Hunter World, or, yeah... Uh, for like a couple months, I, I that game is very difficult. Um, it's very complex, very dense. So like I, I kind of just gave up on it. Um, but I'm glad that I was still able to play that game. And yeah, yeah. you were I able just, to get through some part of it, which is more than most people can say for any Monster Hunter before it. So you're yeah. doing something. Well, I right. had Ian Prichel help me out with that, just because he's like Monster Hunter, like yeah. extraordinaire. So. Tony Tony Horvath is my. Monster Hunter. Is he is that's your guy? Yeah, nice. he's my guy. Um but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm just happy Capcom is is doing cool things. Yeah. Me too. Um, that's all I really can say. But uh yeah, we'll we'll lead these we'll we'll read these quote unquote listener questions. So Yep. <laughs> I tweeted out earlier today, hey, like we're recording tonight because we're you know, we want to get this moving again. Uh, Jesus, I just I had it and then I lost it. Just give me a second. Give me a second. I, these are more going to be so much. There's, there's so, 
They're, they're jokes. They're, they're all yeah, they're, they're all, all jokes. It wasn't even jokes. real questions. So uh, Jared Green, friend of the show, editor uh, in editor at large of editor at large. He tweeted at me, "What do you think, Mister X eats?" Ass. Next question. <laughs> well, Cameron Abbott tweeted back, and how much of said eating does he eat? Lot. And then, yeah, like we. Here's the Ian thing. Prichel, Ian tweeted, Ian Pr- said ass, but I thought of it immediately when Jared sent that tweet. So ever, that's exactly what he's talking about. It's just, man, I, I do not want to see any leaked porn video of like Mr. X eating ass. Do you think like, like there's like a fetish porn for Mr. X chasing you through a house just to fuck you? What if it's uh, like even more so than that? It's like you're going through different rooms of the house trying to fuck somebody. But Mr. X keeps barging in, and you have to like pick that person up and go to another. I'm that sounds, really... <laughs> that sounds uh, fucking hot, scarring. Like, uh, <laughs> like let's let's hope there's not like an Overwatch style porno. Like you've seen videos of like those Overwatch porns, right? Oh, dude, I've been jerking off to it for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they're awful um i'll say like, this, i hope there's not a mr x one there is a there's a lot of great mr x mods on pc there's one that i saw that turns mr x into thomas the tank engine yeah that's my that's my banner my twitter banner it's is pretty uh, fucking incredible claire shot him with a with the rock uh the grenade launcher and thomas the train's just on fire and he's still coming at her but he's got a smile on, her fa- on his face never that's not smiling fucking, pretty fucking amazing um yeah, and then Ian Purcell tweeted back, ass. Uh, Jared tweets again, Mr. X, always between the cheeks. And I tweeted, these are going to be read on the podcast. <laughs> and we followed through on that fucking promise. And I definitely followed through. And then uh, Andrew Street, at Street Sweeper, at Street Sweeper with one R, by the way. Yep. Uh, who is hotter, Mr. X, who is so thick, or a liquor who... Is so tongue, tongue emoji, tongue emoji, tongue emoji. And then the the one where he's covering face, his face, covering the face, and then the dead emoji. Um, I'm gonna go with the liquor, just because that's what they specialize in is licking, <laughs> licking real good. I'll go with the liquor too, but because their brains are showing, and I like uh, I like somebody with uh, a partner with good smarts. You know what I mean? With big brain. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. why I made you download that uh, Word of the Day app before we started recording. Yeah, and then Ian tweets, I wish Mr. X would lick me, capital U, lowercase w, capital U. Like, I'm a, that's the anime face, I think, right? Uh, and then I tweeted back, I hate everyone. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to say that, but you really covered it, I feel. So. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, whenever I ask people to send in questions for any podcast I've ever done, I just get memed. It's that. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. Like, cause I totally ask questions for your podcast. I don't say like, let's eat ass. Like, but I'm, I know they're joking and I love them. So it doesn't even bother me. I would but, ask uh, a legitimate question, but I'm on this podcast. So yeah, it's, it's too late now. I'm sure we've already answered it, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, next week's episode or well, hopefully next week's episode, the, the next episode that we release. Yeah is going to be a panel of people that we know have played and beaten the game. Um, I haven't talked with any of them really extensively like to see, you know, like what parts they liked, what parts they didn't like, you know, where do they think Resident Evil is going after this? 
Uh, but I'm excited to sit down with them and and we'll have them on next episode and we can have kind of more of like a panel and, and just talk a lot about it a little bit more before we wrap up the series. But seriously, like everyone, thank you so much like for listening. Yeah, yeah. I know it's been a weird schedule and we have weird lives and stuff like that. But honestly, like the success I've seen with the numbers and everything like that when it comes to like listens kind of blows my mind. Yeah, this um, has so been like, super fun. It's been cool to see a lot of people like actually give it a shot and, and listen. To yeah. It. Like I've seen a lot of people hunker down and like play Resident Evil 2, like people who I wouldn't even assume would play a Resident Evil game. Like I'm still I'm still holding out for Alex Van Agen and Blessing to like sit down and actually play Resident Evil because like I, I think they could really get into it. Um, Ian's trying to convince them. I know that, but uh I don't know if it's going to work. Fingers crossed. Um, I, I feel like they would both enjoy it. Yeah, quote unquote enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, uh, definitely do that. Uh, I'm at Papa Drew Bear. Uh, Alex is at AlFighter27. Is that correct? Crushed it, dude. Crushed it. And if you could, if you've enjoyed what you've heard over the last few weeks... Uh, if you could take like a couple minutes, leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you're listening on, that'd be so great. Um, we really do appreciate the support. Uh, and hey, been... thanks for playing through Resident Evil 2 with us. This has been super fun. Uh, yeah. It's been a long road. But, We've now uh, finished Resident Evil 2. That's yeah. cool. And now I got to beat Resident Evil 7 and probably Twitch stream it. And... Play 7. I want to know what you think. Yeah. I'll probably Twitch stream it, to if be we, honest. If you do finish 7, I would totally do a post-mortem episode of Raccoon City Radio on 7 with you. Yeah, we could just do one episode on on, uh, on Resident Evil 7. But yeah, everyone, thank you again. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.